Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey, welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is episode 27. 136 is the time right now. I'm fascinated uh, by this next topic uh, for a number of reasons. I've told you over the past number of weeks that you and I have been getting together here for this program. I am a, a Second Amendment enthusiast. I uh, enjoy firearms responsibly. Uh, you know, I have a big safe uh, and I uh, was raised with the Eddie Eagle NRA rules of gun safety. And I, uh, I try to uh, engage in this hobby of mine uh, responsibly. And so when gun issues come up in the news, I, uh, it gets my attention. Uh, also, this issue uh, deals with a friend of mine, Clark Apotion. Uh, it was not long ago that the ATF, along with the Department of Justice, uh, made it uh, uh, against the law, or against the rules at least, uh, to have a firearm accessory known as a bump stock. Uh, it's an interesting thing which has made uh, headlines, unfortunately, uh, after a, a great tragedy in Las Vegas. Uh, but in, in terms of its function, it uh, it essentially uh, attaches to the firearm and allows a semi-automatic uh, weapon to... Uh, it allows you to pull the trigger uh, much faster than you would uh, with your finger alone. Anyway, Clark Potion had one of these devices, and he thought it a, uh, a violation of the Constitution for him to be... Uh, prohibited from owning one, and that set off uh, some some legal uh, cases. And uh, on the line now, we have an attorney, uh, Caleb Kruckenberg. He joins us uh, from Colorado. Uh, you, sir, just uh, were appearing before the district court making some oral arguments in this case. Uh, what would you have to say to the folks down there? Uh, that's right, and and thank you for having me on the show. Um, we're we're here in Denver today. We actually argued in the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals, where uh, you know we are arguing that, like you said, the the ATF's rule where they said that bump stocks are are unlawful, it was um, was itself illegal. The, the ATF had no business issuing that rule, and you know what we're talking about here. It's kind of interesting, you know, Congress wrote a ban on unregistered machine guns years ago, and what they said, you know, basically was that a machine gun is, is something that we understand as a machine gun. You pull the trigger and it shoots more than one bullet. A fully automatic um, firearm. Right, exactly. And and those those are restricted, but a bump stock, like you said, it, it allows someone to hit the trigger uh, possibly more rapidly, but it, you, you still have to hit the trigger every time it shoots a bullet. And so the ATF said for years, these are not machine guns, they're, it's fully legal to own them. And now the ATF has has switched its mind. It's, it's basically told everyone who bought a bump stock with the ATF's explicit permission 
that actually uh, you were violating federal law, you are a criminal because you followed our advice, and we now can send you to federal prison because you did what we told you was legal. Um, and, you know, that's not the way... That's not the way laws are supposed to be made, and it's certainly not the business of an agency like the ATF to say that. I mean, this is a decision for Congress. Right. I uh, am a former congressional aide myself, and I, it was always uh, I would always I was always left scratching my head when a new rule would be handed down. I would go through uh, all the paperwork and I'd look through what had been voted on and uh, what the president had or hadn't signed and wonder to myself, wait a second, do, wh- where did this one come from? Is this uh, like an executive agency making up rules that they may or may not be empowered to make? Or is this something actually uh, brought about through, uh, you know, regular order? Uh, legislation through uh, individuals elected uh, to serve by a constituency. And it's the the rules that you take issue with and uh, that you feel to be a bit of overreach uh, in this case. Well, you know, that's absolutely right. And that's why uh, my organization, the Civil Liberties Alliance, has has gotten involved in this case, because it's really about who's making these kinds of decisions. Because, you know, after what happened in Las Vegas, that was a national tragedy. And we, we... you know, it, it was something that Congress uh, took up, and they they debated vigorously whether or not they thought the bump stock should be unlawful after that. That's their decision. Um, but what happened is the ATF said, you know what, we're going to jump in, we're going to sort of get in, in line ahead of Congress, and we're going to take that decision away from you, and we're going to make it for you, and we're just going to say on our own, no. But bump stocks are unlawful. Uh, you're criminals if you own one, and you know that's exactly backwards. You know this is a this is a decision for Congress and only Congress, and it's not up to an agency to say they know better than Congress or you know. And, and they're acting at the direction of the executive, who's also the person who's prosecuting people if they say that you know they violate the law. And it's it just it's, it's inappropriate for this agency to do that, and that's really. I think the basic reason that we got involved in this case is it's, it's such a clear abuse of the process. We're speaking on the phone with Caleb Kruckenberg, an attorney uh, representing the NCLA, uh, and Clark Apotion appeared this morning between the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals, delivered oral arguments in this case revolving uh, a friend of this show, Clark Apotion, and uh, a bump stock. Can you tell us where do things stand for for Clark right now? What what uh, what does he have this device, and what's on the line? So what happened is the the court below, the district court in Utah, allowed the rule to take effect. And what that means is, as we stand here today, the ATF ordered people to surrender their devices. Um, Clark has surrendered his device to the ATF uh, under protest, basically. And and the ATF has agreed to hold on to the device until the end of the case. Um, And now, you know, like I said, we're up at the, the Court of Appeals and we're asking the court to intervene and say... This rule is unlawful. Um, but, you know, while we're talking about, like, individual devices and, and Mr. Persian's individual device, I think the, the thing to focus on and, and the real concern I have is if the court doesn't decide this issue now, you know, very soon, I expect that people will be criminally prosecuted in the near future because the ATF estimated there are about half a million of these devices that were produced. And... Like I said, they, they all got explicit permission that it's legal to own them and, and manufacture them, things like that. And I worry that there are people out there who still own these devices, who are still in possession of them, 
And if the ATF finds them, you know, maybe they take it to a gun range, they don't know about the rule, they will be prosecuted. And I expect that the government will try to send them to federal prison for owning these devices. And that's, that is a major concern for us. And that's why we're asking the court to get involved now before something like that happens. Sir, I am uh, grateful for you to your time. I'm grateful that you'd uh, step away from your duties down there in Colorado and uh, get us up to speed. As this as this goes forward, uh, please allow me to, to call you back and get some more updates. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Listen, the, the, there are kind of two arguments playing out right now. One of them is the larger debate whether or not you feel uh, bump stocks are okay in the hands of uh, you know otherwise lawful gun owners. And then there's this other issue, and it has to do with who is responsible for making the rules and laws that govern you and me. I feel like when we go to the ballot booth and we vote for a member of Congress, uh, we do so expecting them to take to Washington the responsibility to craft the laws which govern us. What we don't often think about is that the executive branch, uh, those are all the agencies under the direction of the president, they have been empowered with certain authorities, and sometimes those little authorities are are exaggerated and expanded and sometimes uh, there is what you and I know of as overreach and that's the argument uh, in question here in the case of Clark Potion being played out in the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals. Listen, next up we're going to talk about this conversion therapy issue. Craig Hall was the representative who introduced a piece of legislation that wasn't uh, successful uh, in its legislative form but is now under the signature of the governor uh, being carried out in the form of a rule. We're going to talk to Mr. Hall next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.